Welcome to Tim Bray's Ongoing Podcast, which is an audio version of a selection of the articles on my blog, also called Ongoing. I'm Tim Bray. You can find the blog at tbray.org, and this is pretty well the same story you'd get by reading it, but some people would rather listen. Here we go. So this was published on February 27th, 2023, and is entitled Two Ongoing Decades. Today is the 20th anniversary of the first ever public post, that's a link, on this blog. Spoiler, not that interesting. Some posts mark milestones. Here's a bunch of links to Is This Thing On? from one day, One Ongoing Year, 730 Ongoing Days, 36 Ongoing Months, and for the 10-year mark, Birthday. I just read that last 10 years note called Birthday, and and I think it's good. If you care about this subject at all, do me a favor and go read it. I'll wait. Then a few more words about doing this in 2023 and into the future. Stats and technology. As I write this, there are 5,263 entries here, containing 5,098 pictures and 2,249,991 words. At which point, the following picture applies, stolen from Rahim's Honestly Undefined, that's a link, a webcomic about computers and uncertainty. And so this is actually a pretty funny cartoon, uh, which is a graph of the number of blog posts against the number of posts about elaborate blog setups. And it shows that the more people post about their blog setup, the less they actually post. And so on the extreme side of people with lots of blog posts are WordPress setup from 2004, oldassblogger.com site, Weird dude who writes raw HTML, cool MIT professor, and that guy who never stopped using Tumblr. Now down on the other uh, end of you know about almost no sites, almost no posts, you have authors of custom static site generators, uh, my mobile Git workflow, org mode fan, and so on. It's funny. Um, you should go look at it. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm in the weird dude who writes raw HTML. Uh, in Emacs, no less, and X- XHTML, too. But then I'm also an author of custom static site generators. But unlike such authors, I never write about the generator, nor will I ever open source it, because, you know, it's kind of gross. 3,000 lines of Perl written in a brief 2002 hyperfocus episode. It's all in one file with no concessions to modularity or modernity. Okay, if you must, here's a link to More on Baking, about something that I think this site does right. You know what does make me feel a little smug? My writing environment. Yeah, I author in what's more or less XHTML, but I basically never type an angle bracket. Emacs is simply the world's best tool for high-powered text editing, and on this hill I will die. For the members of the Emacs tribe, a couple of snippets that may cause smiles and nods. And <laughs> these snippets are uh, in Emacs Lisp, which is not you know, a really widely used programming language, but anyhow. So the first one uh, defines a thing called ongoing mode, and that's the mode I put the... Uh, editor into when I'm going to write what you are now listening to. And it, it defines a few keystrokes. So whenever I type the slash character, that closes whatever the right tag to close is. If I type control slash, that just puts a slash in. And if I type control C slash, um, that just opens another tag that I just closed. And then the really magic character is the single quote, which uh, reads the next character and does all sorts of magic stuff. So when you press single quote, below are the things you can follow it with. This works because nobody with good taste would ever use a dumb, naked, non-typographical single quote, so I repurpose it as a blogging command initiator. So here are some of the things that can happen when you type single quote. If you then type P, it opens a paragraph. If you type H, it opens an H2 with with an ID so you can link to it. If you type uh, S, it opens and closes single quotes. D for double quotes. If you type uh, apostrophe twice, you just get an apostrophe. You put apostrophe A, it opens up a hyperlink and post pastes whatever's in the key in the clipboard into the hyperlink slot and an A element. Uh, 
If you type a B, then you get a BR, a line break. If you type C, you get all the markup for a photo caption. If you type I, uh, it inserts an image link. If you type ampersand, it escapes an ampersand for XML. And similarly, if you type less than, you get a, an escape to less than. If you type uh, dash, a single hyphen, you get a nicely made up M dash thing with special non-breaking space characters and an M dash and so on. Um, if you type uh, dot, you get a center dot. If you type U, you get a UL list, o, an OL list. If you type space, you get a non-breaking space. And if you type L, it opens uh, uh, all the markup for a list item, whether it's UL or OL. Sidebar. Anyhow, I mean, the point I was making with this is that, uh, boy, do I ever write fast in Emacs when I'm writing this stuff. And I get well-formed XML out of it, which is also HTML. And it's, it's just, I think, the world's greatest writing environment. Sidebar, how many words? Above, I mentioned the number of words so far. It was actually kind of hard to measure, since a lot of the text is XML junk. So I got Lauren to write me a two-line XSLT, and then I had a pure text version of all the entries. Unfortunately, WC-W and Emacs disagreed on the word count by a lot. So I opened up the 14 megabyte.txt file in Microsoft Word. <laughs> Say what you will, that program does know how to count them. Mind you, it burned 14 minutes of CPU time to figure out that the text in the default 10.5 point courier new monospace would occupy 7,028 pages. Anyhow, of course, that word count doesn't include the paragraph that I just read to you because, you know, I had for obvious reasons. So posse. That's the acronym for what this blog is. It's defined over at IndieWeb.org. That's a link. Posse is an abbreviation for Publish on Your Own Site, Syndicate Elsewhere. The practice of posting content on your own site first, then publishing copies or sharing links to third parties, like social media silos, with original post links to provide viewers a path to directly interacting with your content. The reason I know about that is Cory Doctorow recently published Pluralistic S3, a post similar to this one, only three years, not 20, and his blog, not mine, from which Posse stands for Post Own Site Share Everywhere, and it's an idea that comes out of the indie web movement. Under Posse, you post your work to a site you control, but syndicate to all the platforms and silos with a link back to the original which seems like a self-evidently a good approach. It allows me to not care very much that the quips and links I post to Twitter or Mastodon or whatever the social flavor of the month is might go away. If I really care about anything, it gets published here. Impact? As, I put it, as, as in, I put in a lot of work into this space, and it's reasonable to ask, has it mattered? And if so, to whom? The biggest impact is obvious. That would be the impact on my life. The blog has got me jobs, helped me hire, found me friends, taught me to write better, taught me about running a production application, and been a ticket to join conversations I care about. Without it, my life would be immensely poorer along multiple dimensions. I have not rec regretted launching this thing for even a second over all those years. How about impact on other people? Well, I actually don't track readership very much, and I couldn't even if I wanted to, because I publish a full-text RSS Atom feed, and it's being fetched all the time by loads of different aggregators and other random software. Some of the feed fetchers say in the user agent how many subscribers they're fetching on behalf of. Last time I added those up, they came to 20,000 or so. But on the one hand, lots of those people will have stopped following feeds a decade ago or whenever Google Reader went away. And on the other, some of them come from Slack or Teams and some of them from IP addresses inside huge governments and corporations. So, you know, who knows how many people see this? I sure don't. I do have a script that plows through recent website logs and pretty reliably counts actual human reads through a browser, you know, from the site, not the feed. I don't run it that often, but let's go do that right now. And so here, here's a picture um, that shows all the 
fetches by humans in a browser in the last two weeks. The most common one was that blog about monospace typeface, which got fetched 61,640 times. Next more next was the, uh, the sequel, which got a mirror 3,388. Um, the homepage, 3,000 times. Uh, my Amazon Q4 financials from last month are right up 764. The Crocus's piece, 523. Now, those aren't the totals. Those are just the, in the last 14 days, and a lot of these are posted more than 14 days ago. Anyhow, human reads of ongoing articles from the last two weeks is the caption. And some of these, you know, are from years ago, which seem to retain a, a pleasing residual readership. You know, examples of those would be, um, for example, uh, me claiming not to be the inventor of XML um, and uh, a piece I wrote back in November advising people not to use the word just and... Um, Oh, of course, I, my Rage Quit Amazon post, <laughs> which retains steady readership. And weirdly, one I'll talk about in a moment. Anyhow, I guess one thing is worth saying. These numbers are up quite a bit since I started posting links on Mastodon. Also, year after year, the uh, thing whose URL is from the uh, uh, 23rd of December in, in 2005, uh, it gets getting fetched all the time, all these years. Uh, and you know what I'm going to do? It's short, so I'm just going to switch over and read it to you. And it's called UCI. What happened was we got a new cat called Marlow, and he went in for that little operation to ensure that he will be the last of the Marlows. And the vet offered us the option of either the ear tattoo or implanted microchip for permanent identification, recommending the microchip as more reliable because tattoos fade. This microchip is, I gather, some sort of RFID technology. And as of now, Marlowe has, Marlo has a permanent, unique identifier. I feel a new URI scheme coming on. Call, just call little Marlowe pet colon cat colon 982009126375565. My head is buzzing. Resource description of felines, RDF, POIF, cat semantics. The future awaits. Anyhow, for some reason, people keep fetching that. I don't know why. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. In this space, I've had the privilege of arguing against the horrors of WS Star, against single-page applications, especially about the time when Twitter became one for a while, and against cryptocurrencies. Not always Contra. I've invaded a favor of REST, of Android as a viable platform, of Unicode, and especially UTF-8, of Ruby, of Go, and of functional programming idioms. Most of those arguments came out the way I wanted. And while I would never claim to have moved the needles myself, my rhetoric probably didn't hurt. And then there's the important thing, the privilege of being part of the conversation. These days, I'm advocating against what Twitter has become and in favor of the Fediverse. Let's see how this one turns out. And, you know, our track record isn't that bad. Uh, thinking tool. When I'm writing about something complicated and not sure what to make about it, sorry, when I'm thinking about something complicated and not sure what to make about it, it's really super helpful to start writing an ongoing piece about it. Sometimes I find a path to a coherent argument that I believe in, and then sometimes I discover that I didn't actually think what I thought I thought, which is still a useful outcome, and I recommend this practice. Greatest Hits. I still have plenty of writing energy, but I'm getting kind of old. Ongoing's past is doubtless bigger than its future. I've always thought that when a musician starts doing re-releases and greatest hits packages, it's a signal that they've lost their mojo, and not much new goodness is to be expected. But over the past 20 years, there have been pieces that I suspect might find a second readership have dropped into social media and the feed. So I'm going to try the occasional 20 years ago today and see if I find it rewarding. So, thanks. Thanks for reading now and for all those years. I hope you've benefited just by just a tiny fraction of the amount that I have. Near the top of this piece, I recommended you go read that 10th anniversary piece, but I bet lots of you didn't. So let me reproduce its closing flourish. Ha <laughs> ha! This is a podium, so I get to preach sometimes. And it's a list of bullet points, which get shorter and shorter and shorter. 
Here they are. Point. Write about things while you're learning them. By the time you're an expert, it's too late to start. Point. Write long phrases, then shorten them. Point. Long sentences are okay, though. Point. Sweat the typography. Point. Use fewer commas. Point. Use semicolons. Point. Be intense. Point. Be brief. And most important of all, ignore everything social media hacks say about building your audience. It's not that they're wrong, but as soon as your goal is building your audience, it's over. You're corrupted and you've lost. And that's the end of the excerpt from the 10th anniversary piece. And all that this contains is thanks again. That's all, folks. And by the way, thanks for the kind words and the comments and here and there around the net from people who apparently do appreciate what's been done here over the years. So thank you all once again. And that's all, folks, really. <laughs>